Hey, welcome to Marriage Monthly. We are Gabe and Melissa Kolstad, and we love to build healthy, lifelong marriages. That's what we're passionate about. We are excited that you're joining us for this monthly installment of hopefully inspiration, ideas, and fun that will help build your marriage. And so we're going to jump into today's episode. Here we go. Boredom is a problem in marriage, and we want to talk about it today because boredom is killing many marriages. Well, Mm -hmm. I want to read you uh, some stuff from Amitra Shamra. She says, boredom often creates distance and coldness and can even lead to infidelity. Marriage counselors say it's the most important thing for couples to change their routine and bring something new into their relationship Mm. every now and then so that the relationship does not get stuck in a monotonous rut i mean it happens right Um, the minute we stop being aware we stop working on the relationship and it's not unusual for relationships to get boring from time to time it just happens Uh, sometimes it can be a sign that you need to take steps to reinvigorate that relationship and Mm -hmm. other times it can be a sign of something more serious but the key to addressing it is to open up a line of communication with your partner the huffington post actually says this and i was shocked when i read this stat it says Boredom causes an estimated 71% of men and 49% of women to engage in acts of infidelity. Wow, can't believe that. If you think, though, about the design of marriage and how it all started out way back in the beginning in the Garden of Eden, what we see is we see this reaction from Adam to this person that God created to be his soulmate, Eve. And he goes, wow. He, He goes, this is amazing. You know, his reaction was, astounding and it was something like uh i can't believe god (laughs) made this person for me to this hottie (laughs) that i get to be with you know for the rest of my life and so there was this shock of like oh my gosh amazement so opposite of boredom and i think what we Mm. want to talk about today is well what causes boredom in the first place this is going to jump off with that how does that go away i guess i know well, um, we were talking about this this week and we think that there's a couple causes of boredom the first one is distractions. I think that we pride ourselves on work, 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 get more done, accomplish more. And we are busy with our work and with our kids and with our hobbies and with Netflix and with (laughs) video games. I'm not judging. I'm on my season four of New Girl right now, loving every second of it. It's hilarious. (laughs) But the list goes on and on on what distracts, distracts us from our spouse. But some things are good. Some things are bad. But too much of anything is going to destroy the marriage because it's just it's a big distraction. Your number one distraction should be your spouse. Mm, And I love distracting you. Yeah. And I love when you distract me. It doesn't bother (laughs) me at all. So don't neglect your spouse because you're busy with somebody else or some other things. That's just a slap in the face. So Mm. they should be your number one and tell them that all the time. So another thing that uh, distracts is tech and social media. I mean, I'm on my phone all the time. I work on my phone. I play on my phone, I communicate on my phone, but listen to this. Most mobile phone users check their phones 63 times a day. The average screen time for us is five hours and 40 minutes. Social media is two hours and 24 minutes of that. This was interesting. 13% of millennials, that's ages 25 to 40, spend over 12 hours a day on their phone. Ooh. What on earth are you doing on your phone for 12 hours a day? I mean, I'm on my phone for like five hours a day and that's terrible. I feel like that's so much time, but um, I use it for a lot of different things. But I mean, we can sit together, but we have our phones on. Yeah. So we're not actually communicating or doing anything good. We both are in our little corner of the couch with our with our phones and not paying attention to each other. So, But we do everything's on, everything on our phone. It's, yeah. it's like our life now. 
but it, it can destroy marriages. We can't live our life on our phones, our tablets, our computers. We just can't do it. It's unhealthy. And we don't know how to have a real healthy conversation because all we really know how to do is comment and post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's what we do. Text each other, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, yeah, it's just, it's, it is what it is and it's, it's harsh. So let's take a break and look at each other and just enjoy each other and be together. It may take some time, but you need to discipline yourself to just sit and be together and not have our phones in front of us. And it'll get easier the more you do it. There's some kind of things that I I do that I'm going to throw out here. I only watch one video at a time on YouTube and (laughs) because it's just, it's a rabbit hole. Um, TikTok, I don't even bother on TikTok. I mean, I'll hop on once in a while and see what somebody fun's doing, one of the kids I know or something. Then I pop off of it because again, hours can go by and you're like five hours later, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been on TikTok for five hours, but I learned this cool dance and I learned how to make waffles or whatever it is. TikTok's kind of cool, but it can be a huge waste of time. So another thing I do is um, I don't take my phone to the table when we're having a meal. I just, I don't want to have the distraction of texts and stuff. I get a lot of communication on my phone. I don't want to get distracted. I don't take my phone to the gym. I like, I mean, I have my phone, but I do not communicate on my phone when I'm at the gym. And Gabe knows, because he'll be like, where are you at? What are you doing? And I just- Six hours later. No, not really six hours. That'd be awesome. No, but (laughs) I just don't communicate on my phone when I'm at the gym. I'm focused there. I'm trying to be healthy and strong and do that. So um, yeah. And so maybe don't take a phone on your dates. Oh, that'd be scary. And and I mean, that's really hard if you have young kids, because you definitely don't want to be out of touch. Yeah. Um, But there's ways that you can- get around that I suppose there is and uh, being available and I'm big on that too being available to my kids 24 7 is a big deal but um your spouse needs you too Mm -hmm. and if this isn't strong and connected then everything else is going to fall apart anyways so I think it's important so you can do it I know it's hard but another distraction is porn pornography Mm -hmm. um if you look at porn because you're bored stop it that's all I have to say (laughs) I mean just stop (laughs) it your spouse will be offended I would be completely offended Mm -hmm. Um, you should never be looking at someone else to fulfill your sexual needs ever. I mean, she won't want to get with you if she doesn't feel like she's good enough for you. So, you know, that, and that makes us feel insecure. Yeah. So it's just, do not look at that. Spend that energy pursuing her. I mean, I'm, I'm a lucky girl. I mean, Gabe pursues me and it's almost annoying how much he pursues me. I yes. have to, I have, yeah. <laughs> but when he doesn't pursue me or if he's too busy in the day or he's, I'm like, hey, what's happening? (laughs) Like, you don't love me anymore. (laughs) But but yeah, spend that energy pursuing your spouse. Man, then it'll get sexy if you pursue that your spouse and not your your computer or whatever Mm -hmm. else is distracting you, magazines or whatever it is. It's just such a waste of time and energy, money, not to mention mention it's just disrespectful and immoral to God Mm -hmm. and your spouse. So um, just stay away from porn. And another cause of boredom is selfishness. Your spouse cannot fulfill your every need as much as they may want to. They can't. It's impossible. You, they can't be the sole responsibility to make you happy every day. And let me tell you, okay, if you know anything about this, uh, Enneagrams, I'm an Enneagram 7, which means I want to party and explore and have fun 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right? But I do realize that Gabe cannot be at my beck and call all the time. I have to honor his schedule and his meetings and his work and his desires and what makes him happy and just thinking more of him than me. And a lot of times I think it's really hard, especially as a seven and a person that wants to party all the time, be thinking, well, what's next for fun for me? You know, but we cannot be selfish. It just destroys a marriage. So um, yeah, I just have to stop and think of what is his need. Stop being stop being selfish and start being unselfish. Um, planning things with them in mind, pursuing them, um, it just helps you be not bored. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to please you and to have fun with you and to plan things for you makes me happy. 
and not bored. So, I mean, that's that's a little trick you can do as well. So anyway, so step out and be unselfish. Plan something, go somewhere, take a walk together. Yeah. I mean, without your phones, maybe. <laughs> uh, Great idea. Go on a bike ride. I mean, Gabe and I go on bike rides. We just did a 15 mile bike ride yesterday. Yeah, that was awesome. It was fun. My buns still hurt a little bit, but <laughs> it was fun. But, you know, when you're bike riding, you can't be on your phone or you're going to die. So, you know, it's a nice time to disconnect and just, you know, be healthy and strong and be together and make a memory together. It's fun. Um, yeah, go on a car ride. Man, we're in Portland, Oregon, so we're so close to the waterfalls and we're close to the beach. So, I mean, go hop in that car and go have a conversation while you're driving down the road. Some of our best conversations are heading to the beach. Mm -hmm. Just radio off, just sitting together. Love that. You know, and just having a conversation. It's so much fun. So go see a sunset. Go find a waterfall. It's fun. We do that. Enjoy each other. Have some fun. If you stop being selfish and just have that conversation you need to have or go have some fun together, you'll stop being bored. Just got to yeah. continue to be together, pursue each other, love each other, and just keep that up. Don't stop because I think a lot of times we stop, right? And I think you're going to talk a little bit more about that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think what I'm hearing you say, one of the things that kind of like the word that came across my mind as you were talking was preoccupation mm. is a marriage killer. When you're preoccupied with other things, yeah. your phone, porn, you know, pleasing yourself, only thinking about yourself, there's preoccupations. But when those are competing against being preoccupied with your spouse, mm-hmm. then your spouse is going to feel bored and you're going to feel bored because, you know, if you're always looking for that excitement, it's it, it, there's a way to, to get to it. And I want to talk about that here for the next couple of minutes. Um, what fixes boredom? You've already mentioned some solutions, you know, the little things we can do. But I think uh, I, I notice in Revelation chapter three, the New Testament Jesus mentions you've lost your first love. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what happens in marriage. You know, you go through these seasons, you do go, you do go through seasons. Oh, yeah. There's seasons that are super exciting and seasons that are just kind of humdrum. And that's true. But Jesus said, you've lost your first love. And he said, the solution is go back and do yep. the things you did at first. Go back. Yep. I think that's so important because if you, if you rewind a little bit, uh, how did we get married? Why did we get married? How did we start dating? You know, there were some very exciting times in yeah. there. And what we do for fun and right. what brought us together. So we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But I want to encourage you to be honest about where you are. If mm. you're in a humdrum season, you got to acknowledge it. If you're feeling bored in your marriage, you got to acknowledge that. I'm going to give you some language so you don't mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> How do you communicate that appropriately? Here's one mm. thing you could say. You could say, honey, listen, just, just think about this for a second. Honey, I think our relationship is coasting and I want to make it hot again. Ooh. Okay, I'm not saying you're the problem. I'm not saying you're boring. I'm saying I think our relationship is coasting and I want to make it hot again. I think that would be one way to bring this up. You know, now it is two people. It's both of us are a solution. Go back and do the things you did at first. Like, here's a couple things. One, be interested. Be interested. Um, Interested is interesting. That's what they say. You sit down across the table from somebody and if you just sit there and wait for them to talk, uh, don't make eye contact, don't ask them any questions, you're boring. But if you sit down and you and you go, hey, you know, tell me about what you've been up to. You know, what'd you do before you started doing this? You start asking good questions. You're interested and interested is interesting. And that that's something you can play off of as a married couple. And you can start building that energy, actually. And it becomes something very exciting. Uh, Proverbs chapter five is one of my favorite Bible passages. And it talks a lot about marriage. It talks about the primacy. I think of it that way, like how how a marriage is a primary relationship. Yeah. And it says uh to a man, Proverbs is giving his son advice. He says, may you always be captivated by her love. He's talking about this young man's wife. Be always captivated by her love. And I think that's a really important yeah. phrase because he says, be captivated. 
it's a command. He's like, you decide whether you're going to be captivated with somebody or not. So you actually have control over what you're captivated by. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And the word captivated also means these words, means enraptured, which Mm -hmm. is like kind of a sexy word, I guess. It means intoxicated, (laughs) be intoxicated by her love, drunk with her love. It means be exhilarated. It means be ravished. It actually means, and this is kind of funny, it means be misled. In other words, you get me off course. That's how interesting (laughs) it is. Like you said, you like distracting me, but that's actually what it means. Be distracted by her love. And it's a decision that you make. And I think that's an important thing for us to to do is go, I'm going to be interested in her. Mm. So, you know, I think a couple things that help this happen is revisit that list of like, what was it like then? I think of it like a hubba hubba list, like those <laughs> things that, you know, attracted you to this person. <laughs> right. You go, well, I like Melissa because I like Melissa. You know, she's exciting. She's fun. She's funny. She's witty. She's beautiful. She's, you know, <laughs> godly. She's, she's like a great person adventure partner you know and you start thinking about all those things sometimes we're so busy going like well he did this and he did that and she didn't do this and well what list are you focused on that's right so you can be interested by simply changing your focus Uh, maybe even start asking some questions like what are her favorite flowers you know what is his favorite activity maybe it's been a while you know since you actually got interested and maybe you could make a list don't make it in front of them you know wait till they go away and then make (laughs) it on your phone so you can um so you can have that list handy, but be interested. Okay, second thing is get creative. And uh, we've tried hard in our marriage to to practice this. Uh, we've talked a lot about this stuff on, on mm-hmm. uh, Marriage Monthly Podcast, so you can probably go back and find more stuff. But um, novelty is important in relationships. Um, it, I, I think in many ways, no other part of your life should get more effort than your marriage. Right. I mean, but you it, gets, go, it, gets it gets the least, least because we want to coast. Yeah, we want to coast. Or if you have young kids, it's like the excuse yeah. is, oh, the kids have to come first. And actually, we think mm. that's a huge mistake. Yeah, it is. We think marriage has to come first because that builds the security that kids need in their life. Mm-hmm. And so even your work life, it shouldn't get the amount of effort that your marriage gets. I understand that work is important, but if you slice up your week, 40 hours is what you have for work. 128 hours is what you have for everything else. And everything else actually matters more. And so I think we got to look at this, you know, you got to have consistency to have creativity. Um, so if you want to get creative, you got to have consistency. In other words, being creative once every nine months <laughs> is not going to help, right? That's yeah. just going to feel like a very, you know, flash in the pan. But if you've got time carved out every week you're going to spend together or every other week, you know, and it's there's this consistency. Now you got a canvas you can paint on and you can go, okay, let's brainstorm some ideas of what we can do next time in two weeks when we get back together. Um, people have used like date envelopes. I love this idea where (laughs) you put like 50 ideas or 52 ideas in an envelope. And every week, if you're going to do a date night, every week you pull one out and you're like, okay, tonight we're going to go do this. Um, there's some (laughs) great ideas like that. Um, do a monthly adventure, read a new book together. Um, I put in my notes and I'm just going to say it because it's in my notes. Um, sexual creativity, you know, surprises (laughs) in bed. I mean, like, why should that be boring? You know, that we can be people who like we are, we're totally into each other. And we, we want to be, uh, you know, people that put energy into being creati- creative in our marriage. And only each other. Absolutely. That's... <laughs> 100%. And I'm glad you said that because we already yeah. talked about porn. Anything that defiles your marriage relationship, especially sexually, is just so off limits. Yeah. Um, but uh, then, uh, you know, I think just some other ideas. Free stuff birthday. Melissa once did a free stuff <laughs> birthday for me. And I, it was so fun. I can remember. Uh, it was so much fun. We just like... <laughs> Nothing cost any money that day. She found all this free stuff, 
not that we needed it to be free, but it was just a challenge, and we both yeah. liked that. And so that was a really fun thing. Uh, we've done a spa day recently. That was super fun. We do sometimes we do uh, new stuff only, where we won't do anything we've done before the right. whole day. Um, just for fun, just to mix and it up. Progressive you know? meal progressive day. Meals. A little bit I like love four that. different places yeah, to eat like and lunch. just have a little bit and try yeah, it. It takes each like place. four hours to eat lunch <laughs> and we're so stuffed by the end, but it's so much fun. Anyways, get creative. And here's the third thing uh, is pursue them. Just pursue them. Like chase yeah. them like you did in the beginning, you know? Uh, the best love stories are that, are the chasing of another person. It's like, I want to be with you so much. And so I'm going to chase you. But the very best are the ones that last forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Song of Solomon talks about this, and and uh, there's some great language in Song of Solomon chapter four. It says, "You've captured my heart, my treasure, mm-hmm. my bride. You hold it hostage with one glance of your eyes, with a single jewel of your necklace." I mean, there's this language in there, and it was meant for us to learn from. That is like it elevates this relationship yeah. to a place of like I'm. This is worth pursuing, and this person that God has given me is worth pursuing. And I, I, you know, how did you talk to them at first when you first got together? Compliments, probably. Praise, probably. Time. Flirting, <laughs> for sure. Time. Uh, you know, in those early days of our relationship, we were on the phone a lot. And I remember that, you know, I got in trouble for all the phone calls because in those days it, it cost money. It was long distance. Yeah. And, prices. you know, but time for <laughs> sure. I mean, how often did you think about them at first? How did you let them know that at first? They probably had artifacts to let them know that you were thinking about them. Be a gift, a note, mm-hmm. flower, you know, some chocolate. What like do they have any artifacts right now to make them think that you're thinking about them? Those are good questions that, you know, we gotta pursue yeah. if we don't want marriage to be boring. Um, but yeah, how how do you woo them to yourself? You know, how do you spoil them and woo them to yourself? Because not only could you be feeling bored with your spouse they could be feeling bored with you. Oh, yeah. And so I think it's time for both of us to go, let's, hey, honey, I think our marriage is coasting and I want it to be hot again. I like that. And I also think the devil is just having such a heyday right now with our relationships. These long-term Christian relationships that want to go long haul. And the devil loves putting the wedge in there and helping us feel distant Mm -hmm. and irritable with each other and just... Just get a wedge in there. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just having a heyday with it. And we need to get victory over that. We need to repent. We need to humble ourselves and come together and communicate and love each other like we should. I think that's so important. So don't let the devil get a hold on you. Yeah, absolutely. We, we got to make sure boredom doesn't win, yep. but that we win and we have the marriages to show for it. That's right. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Marriage Monthly. want to ask you if you would subscribe yes. to this podcast and share it with three people that you know three. that might also enjoy uh, this content and it might help build their marriage. We are passionate about building healthy, lifelong marriages and we want to thank you for being part of this podcast.